0: Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged
1: is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630
1: Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630
0: check. 12.34 at Edmonton. Epstein's mother has texted the show to say, Hey, Bob, what's the update on the Milan Lucic James Neal numbers? Well, you want the box scars? James Neal, nine goals, 11 points. He's even in 11 games this year. Milan Lucic has played 12 games for the Flames. He's not scored. He's got three assists, and he's minus three. He has had a couple fights, though. Uh, you know, they have different roles. You know, on the order's first unit power play, and uh, Lucic is actually on the second unit, uh, Flames power play. So it is what it is. Uh, we're going to do this. We're going to tell you that guests in the show receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that the staff at uh, Roos, Chris that orders now sent you. As uh, we bring in our orders now headliner for Touchback Safety, your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Full disclosure Elliot's currently at a press conference in Regina. So we. For our friends at River Creek Resort and Casino, we'll uh, get to a pre taped conversation. And trust me, it's wide ranging and thoroughly lacks direction throughout, and that's my fault. Here's Elliot Friedman.
1: Hi, Elliot. How you doing? Hi, Bob. How are you? Good. How's it going in Regina? What's going on in Regina? You know what's going on in Regina. It's the outdoor game between the Flames and the Jets. I'm Surprised this isn't uppermost in your schedule.
0: Uh, you know what? I love the province of Saskatchewan, um, and w- we've had a lot of uh, preseason games over the years in Saskatoon and Regina. The question I have for you is, have we jumped the shark with these heritage classics and winter classics and games like this? What do you think?
1: Well, you know, I understand why you'd be asking that. I do. I, I, think, that, I-, I think that these now are more for the people – Uh, in the crowd than they are for the TV audience. I will tell you this. um, There was a phase when I went to all of them. I think the first one I ever missed was one of the ones in California. And, you know, I I remember I'd I'd get to go to one of these games and I'd be like, uh, get another one. And then you'd go there and you'd have a great time and the people would have a great time. And you realize it's for the people at the game more than it is for the people who are watching on TV. So I have no doubt in a province that loves hockey and fans that love hockey, we're going to have a good time here in Regina, whether or not anyone else enjoys it.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, again, Alberta has a very strong connection, as you know, Elliot, to uh, Saskatchewan. Some would even even suggest they uh, now share very similar uh, political ideologies. uh, Who? Who
1: would suggest that? I haven't heard
0: any of that this week. Well, Forty-seven out of forty-eight, brother. That's all I have to say to you. But uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's you know, they, it's interesting because people forget. Like it, Saskatoon almost ended up getting the St. Louis Blues back in the early nineteen-eighties, and you know, it's again. I just. They they do love sport there. They also love football in the province of Saskatchewan as well. Um, Yes, they do. What sort of you know the fact that the games played in October, which and they did that with the Heritage Classic in Winnipeg as well when the Oilers went there. Does that does the timing sort of make it more difficult to uh, for to get kind of the national scope, or is that part of what Sportsnet does to assist in this process?
1: Well, no. I I think what I think that they kind of feel that, because I know this was the case when they had the game in Winnipeg. Like, remember, your game in Edmonton in, in 2003, that was the test case for all this, remember? The first one, and Elliot. The first one, uh, yes. The ice was brittle. Like, it was tough. Like, those teams agreed that um, it was, It was. you know, you got to be careful on ice like that. So I think one of the things they kind of talked about was... If we bring this to the prairies again, it's going to have to be earlier in the year. Like the Winnipeg one was earlier in the year than yours, and this one is obviously earlier in the year than yours. So I think that's just part and parcel of if you want to do it in this part of the country outdoors, you got to do it at that time.
0: All right, let's uh, switch focus a bit, Elliot. Uh, did you get a chance to watch Ovechkin against McDavid and Dryside last night?
1: Of course I did. And first of all, I I thought that was a great comeback win for you guys. Like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the Washington Capitals may not have won the Stanley Cup last year, but they're a team that everybody measures themselves against. You play that team, you know, you're playing a good team with a lot of talented players. And you know that, you know, basically you can say we're good or we're not good based on a game against them. They're a measuring stick. And you had every excuse to fold, especially after everything had been happening earlier in the week, and you didn't. You came back and you won. But i got to say, McDavid and Dreisaitl in that overtime, it's, I said it a couple of years ago, it's, it's like unfair. Like even a team like the Capitals can't handle that. It's, uh, they were, that was a 75-second shift. And they blew them down the ice like late at the end of that shift. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's If I was you guys, I'd be saying the whole league should play three-on-three three all the time. He'd go unbeaten.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, Elliot, uh, because, you know, they, uh, they missed two two-on-ones in OT against Winnipeg. And then Connor got a partial breakaway at the end of a shift. And Wheeler got a stick across the wrist on the play. Good veteran play by him against the Jets. And, you know, here the Oilers are eight-two-and-one. Elliot, they have no scoring from their bottom six at all. Zero goals, zero assists from their bottom six. That's what they were rolling with last night. Uh, it's not it's not sustainable, is it?
1: Uh, it probably not, but don't worry. Like, after some of the results you guys have seen the last few years, I wouldn't be worrying about what could happen. I'd be enjoying what is happening. Like, you know, like... The cynics among us, like you and me, Bob, yeah, we have to look at it and say this probably isn't going to continue, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have fun while it's going on. Like, just ride the wave and, and enjoy some hockey, um, some wins. Um, you know, I, I have to – I was going to do this at the end of this week. You know, someone told me that one of the biggest differences is in, in previous years your bottom six was getting caved. Yeah. Not only were they not scoring – but they were also getting scored against at ridiculous rates. When I checked it earlier this week, and I I confess I haven't looked at it in a few games, it wasn't as bad as it had been in previous years. So if you guys can at least hold to that where your bottom six may not be scoring, but it isn't getting completely routed, that's going to work in your favor.
0: From NHL hockey on Rogers, courtesy of the River Cree Resort Casino, he is in Regina for the Heritage Classic. We are joined by Elliot Friedman. Elliot, uh, yeah, I mean it was highly entertaining theater last night. McDavid, just that ability to elevate in the third, and you know this Ovechkin never stopped shooting, but Connor was he was he was fighting the puck a bit. You could sense a little bit of the frustration, but Elliot. It's not that he went to another gear, it's that he went to another three gears in the third period. It was remarkable to watch.
1: Well, Bob, that's what great players do, and that's why I think McDavid's a great player. Like, nobody's going to have a perfect night. You know, as good as a player as McDavid is, and we all know he's a great player, when you're going against even the worst teams in the league, like, guys are coming to stop you. Like, they're looking at you. They're not worried about anybody else. I mean, Dreisaitl's playing unbelievable. But ultimately, the, the number one guy they're trying to stop is is him. And he, he's going to have tough nights, A, because everybody's out to get him. And number two, you're just human. And you're not perfect all the time. And I think that the greatest players can, say, can go into the intermission at the second period and say, okay, no matter what's happened tonight... We can still win this, and I can still make it a better night for me and the team. And that's what he did. Like, you no, know, like, hey, anyone can have 40 bad minutes, okay? What are you going to do for the next 20? And I saw a guy last night that made a big difference.
0: It was unbelievable to watch. So, McDavid, dry, subtle going, James Neal going. Winners need a little bit of scoring depth. Uh, there's no question about that. They got to address their bottom six at some point. Is there anything out there right now? Trade wise, like, do you think anybody's looking at potentially moving a, a guy that would be a, considered a decent, cheap bottom six forward?
1: Well, how does Ken Holland feel about Perlini from Chicago? Yeah. I take it by your silence that you don't know for sure. I mean, that's, that, that's a name out there. Um, he, I believe he's got permission to search for a deal. So I think Perlini is one name, and he's a young guy. I'm sure someone will take a look. Yep. Um, I, I think that, you know, a couple of guys are telling me, if I'm starting to do some research for the show tomorrow night, that the phones are starting to ring a little bit more. There's not a ton out there, but there's more conversations happening. He would be a guy I'd be curious if someone like the Oilers would look at
0: Although this will be his third team. Yeah, he uh, he learned how to skate. Uh, his father, Fred Perlini, as you know, played over in uh, Britain for a while, and he learned how to skate with uh, that. I watched
1: Fred Perlini growing. I was growing in up. In the OHL. To the Toronto
0: Marlies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fred uh, played on a team that was run by Stan Marple, who's the current general manager of the Alberta Golden Bears. You knew that I was going to be able to work that in, right?
1: Yes, yes, I, I understand that. Yes. I knew that was going to happen. But, right. you, know, he's, you know, he's a guy who's, who's definitely uh, out there. Um, you know, we talked about Nick Patan with Toronto. You know, the Maple Leafs, you know, uh, I think Dermott can come back. I think it's tomorrow night. I yep. think he can come back. And that'll start opening up some roster decisions for them. So, you know, I, I think those are probably, some, you know, Vancouver we know. Has some guys available. They've got extra forwards, and you're not the only team looking. Ottawa's looking too. We're
0: joined right now by Elliot Friedman. He's in Regina at the Heritage Classic, courtesy of the River Cree Resort and Casino. So, Elliot, speaking of Toronto, and I know you brought this up in 31 Thoughts, uh, and, and I've given them the official kiss of death because I have them winning the Eastern Conference. And I had Dallas. <laughs> and I had Dallas in the West. Uh, I had Dallas in the West too, so I'm in that same. Boat. All right. So the Leafs are five, four, and two. Um, are they missing John Tavares a little bit more than people thought?
1: I think so. I mean, there's no question they were curious to see how. I mean, first of all, I mean, it, it's almost like uh, not to make fun of you, Bob, i more making fun of the situation. It's almost a, like a dumb question. Like, of course, they're going to miss Tavares. But I think they were really concerned and curious about losing him at this particular time, about how it would affect them, about how they would look. I mean, you know, anytime you lose a guy like him, and you guys have had to play without McDavid at times in his career – it's just, it's, it's not about replacing the guy in terms of his production. It's about replacing the role, too. Like, who takes all his minutes? Who does everything he does? Who replaces that presence? And I, and I think it's been hard uh, for them a little bit. You know, they're missing two other guys, Hyman and Dermott. They're important guys for them. Um, you know, I think that's been a factor. But, you know, I, I said it all week, and I'll say it again right here. I think it's time with Matthews that they stop, you know, you know, stop protecting him. Like, I understand he's not a great defensive player, but that doesn't mean he can't become one. And I think it comes to the point where you almost got to throw him in the pool and say, all right, you got to swim.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, because you got the Mike Babcock angle there as well, and I think Mike's a pretty good coach. I think Mike knows that he's a pretty good coach. And it you know it, I, the one qu- the, here here's the thing we know the Leafs can score how are they going to manage this cap situation uh you know once they get Hyman and Dermott and all those guys are are we going to see well, well they're pro- they're
1: probably gonna have to go bob to 20 or 21 guys okay and uh, and the young kid Shaw who's, who's played the last few years with the Marlies, I cannot see them risking him on waivers I just I don't see it. I like if I if that kid went on, the, on waivers, like it would shock me if a team like yours didn't put in a claim. Like he looks like he's a solid enough depth player. So you're getting some combination on waivers of Shore, Spetsa, Marinchen. I think Hall is probably okay. So some and Patan, like some combination of those four guys.
0: Yeah, it's interesting stuff, just what's going to happen there. And, you know, they the fact is they do have an exciting, offensive-minded team, and this is the year for them because they're not going to be able to sign all those defensemen. I mean, how many expiring contracts? Like, uh, Muzzin's deal is up. Barry's deal is up. CeCe's deal is CeCe's up.
1: CeCe's deal is up, and those guys are all UFAs. So, um, and we're not expecting a big move in the cap, maybe as little as $2 million.
0: So you think it's generally picking up. Have you heard anything, Elliot, on, El- on yes to Paul Yarvey?
1: Well, I mean, I've heard I, – I mean, I, I know he's being closely watched. I, I, I don't know if picking up is the right word, but I think people are watching him. And I'm sure Ken Holland is getting calls. But he set a pretty high bar in the summer, and especially when the team is going as well as it is now – it buys him time. So I think teams know that it's not going to be inexpensive to get him. So I'm curious to see who's going to pay that price. I, You know, i got to tell you, I think some teams thought that the offers that in the summer, especially the one from Tampa, was good enough. It wasn't. So, you know, Ken Holland's playing cards right now, and he thinks he's got a pretty good hand.
0: Uh, the offer for Tampa. What was it? I
1: believe it was Volkov. I'm not okay. well it was Volkov, but I'm not sure what came with it. If it was one for one or there was more.
0: Okay. Great stuff. Elliot
1: he's a pretty but he's a pretty talented player.
0: He is, but he hasn't been able to crack it. Now Tampa Bay is a deep team. They got some other good yeah. prospects that you know, Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish are down there as well. My guess is they're less likely to move guys like that. So we'll see what ends up happening. Carolina also, Elliot, would be a team. Have you heard anybody else other than Tampa and Carolina?
1: Um, St. Louis. I think that was Clem Costin. Yeah. Um, but those would, I mean, I think there's probably a ton more. But in terms of what I heard some of the offers were, I think those are the three I knew.
0: Elliot, have a wonderful time uh, in Regina. I will be watching the game. Uh, on Saturday night?
1: A beautiful day today, Bob. Oh, it's, yeah, it's not going to be a beautiful day tomorrow. Elliot, it is beautiful today.
0: Let me tell you something. It's always beautiful out on the prairies.
1: <laughs> hey, I probably, you know what? I'm sorry I misspoke. I apologize for that. You know, I'll tell you, I use this line today. My grandfather, when he came to North America, he ended up in Saskatchewan. He lived most of his life there, and he always said, the smart people in the family stayed in Saskatchewan. The dumb ones moved to Ontario.
0: <laughs> oh, don't give yourself that little credit, Elliot. In this con- in this conversation, you're clearly the smart one. Thanks as always. <laughs> All right, Bob.
1: Have yourself a great weekend.
0: Hey, take care, man. See, you, Elliot. All right, that's Elliot Freeman in conversation at the Heritage Classic. It's 12:52 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing.
1: Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
0: Chat. All right, welcome back everybody. Let's get to uh, NHL today at 1254. NHL today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Building tailored, branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time, every time at Elite Promotional
2: Marketing. And here is Brendan Escott. Six games tonight across the NHL. Patrick Marlowe returns to Toronto as a member of the Sharks. Ottawa hosts the Islanders, and Washington is on the West Coast playing Vancouver. Rangers 2018 first-rounder Vitali Kravstov has returned to play in the KHL. The 19-year-old will now suit up for, I'm going to butcher this, Chelyabinsk Tractor, but the Rangers... Just call him Tractor. Tractor. There it is. Uh, but the Rangers can still recall him at any time. He went one pick before Evan Bouchard, as a matter of fact. The Penguins put defenseman Zach Trotman on waivers this morning. The Bakersfield Condors start up a home-and-home against the Stockton Heat tonight on the road. The Edmonton Oil Kings welcome Medicine Hat in tonight to start a three-game homestand. Tomorrow, it's the Seattle Thunderbirds at Rogers Place. Both of those are 7pm puck drops. And the U of A Golden Bears on the road for a pair against the University of Lethbridge this weekend.
0: The Edmonton Eskimos uh, have the Saskatchewan Roughriders in town. That's a 3.30 pregame show, 5 o'clock kickoff, coming up on uh, Saturday night, and then a return engagement a week from Saturday in Regina. That'll be the second part of a uh, 6.30 chat uh, doubleheader. We'll have the Oiter Pittsburgh game uh, for you a week from Saturday. Brennan Escott, by the way, will be hosting Monday's show. I'll be in the uh, on the bird with the Oilers, flying to lovely Detroit, where undoubtedly they'll do something to recognize the contributions of Ken Holland in Detroit. The Red Wings are taking on water in a big way, big, big way, uh, having some challenging times. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder about Todd Richards in Detroit. Brendan, we're getting a lot of questions about Brendan Perlini. Okay, texts are coming in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Uh, Would you trade him for Yesa Harvey? I think Chicago would do that deal. Perlini has been an interesting player. 14-17-14 goals the last three years. Just played one game this year for the Hawks.
2: Six foot five centerman that can move. Yeah, he's mostly a winger.
0: Was he six five? He's a big body. I didn't realize he was six five. I was thought...
2: I'm pretty sure he was born in Great Britain as well. By the way. Yeah, yeah. Like...
0: No, he. We brought that up. Yeah, he's six. They got him listed six three. Um. Uh, so his father was playing over in uh, over in Britain, and he learned how to skate. And in, I believe it would have been in Guildford. Because that's where Stan worked for a number of years. Stan Marple's the GM of the Alberta Golden Bears. There's something there with the guy. Mm. I mean, in a perfect world, I think you try to get a third-line center for Poliarvi I just don't know if you can. That's a that's a close one for me. Like Perlini for Poliari, I think Poliari might have a higher upside. But you know what? Here's the thing: Perlini's pro- Perlini's the better goal scorer. Maybe poliarvi would have a chance to be a better player. I mean, Perlini has scored double-digit goals three straight years. Would
2: you do it straight up? Would you think about it? I would consider it. I don't think I like it right now. But, you know, part of that is because I'm reading on Twitter this morning that Jesse's got seven goals in seven games, The last okay. little stretch. He's he, I understand the competition level. Nine, but... six, and 15
0: and 14 games there in Finland, go. right? Like, you know, if he was getting two and three goals and two and three, like, I don't mean to disparage him. There, again, there's something there with Pogliarvi. And likely something not there long term with Edmonton. So the question is: Is it the law of diminishing returns, or I don't see how it hurts that he's going on a pretty decent scoring run. The problem he just doesn't score multiple goals, and I'm not sure he'll ever. I think Perlini might have a higher ceiling as a goal scorer in the NHL than Paul Yarvey. But Paul Yarvey might have a chance to be a better all-around player. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.